Hey guys, Jack here. Thank you all for tuning in. Quick update, we've got a new premium podcast out. Uh, this is one of, with one of our participants from the Thinking Poker event. Uh, yes, it's been a couple months now. We've been a little bit slow turning these out. But there's actually a couple more in the pipeline. Uh, you can find those, uh, download them from our website. Also, those are available to all of our members as part of the membership. Uh, check that out. In the meantime, uh, keep railing Zach and John, who are battling it out in Vegas while I'm stuck here in New York City. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy this week's episode and stay in touch. All right. Thank you. Hello, Zach. Hello, Jackson. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Uh, in Las Vegas, my third day here. Had to deal with a little stressful Airbnb situation, uh, but I'm in a better place now and not out that much more money. So all things considered, it could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, man. Well, we can uh, de-stress at the tables. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to play poker today, uh, just given how tilting of a day this was. I think it's going to be a good choice. Just Hands Poker contributor John Metz gets in today, so we'll just kind of do some hanging and studying. Nice. Well, I'm here in New York, not playing any buy-in tournaments, not playing any super soft single-table satellites, but I am playing some 5-5, five, five with, often with a $15 button straddle, my preferred New York home game. Uh, and I had a hand that, you know, as much as it maybe doesn't compare with the glory of the World Series, I, I still think it's interesting and wanted to talk to you about it. I guess that will have to do then. All right, so just a little background on the villain and our history. This villain, I'm not going to name him, but he is a late middle-aged guy. He works in finance. Uh, He's a very smart guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. I would say his game... He has all of the leaks you would sort of expect from someone of that profile, like calls too much, a little bit too passive, doesn't bluff quite enough, does some sort of like dumb ahead or behind ahead or behind type stuff. But none of those are super dramatic. Like he definitely will semi bluff. He's not so passive. It's it's all in moderation. So I would say he's not, by any means, the biggest fish there, although he definitely has some leaks along the lines you'd expect. Okay. Any questions about him? Uh, no, I just hope you didn't say so much information that if someone from the home game listen, is listening right now, that it would be clear who that player is. I think there's only one player from the game who knows about me in this way. So... If you're listening and you know who this is, then that's great. I, I actually think this description fits a couple of people in the game, although you could get more, <laughs> nuanced, you could get more nuanced with it for others. Uh, I think this player in particular has very even distribution of leaks. Okay, so I open Ace-Jack of Hearts in middle position over one limp. I don't remember who the limper was. Sure, I'd be happy to get into a pot with him in position. Uh, I made it 25, which is standardizing for me. And fill in three bets to 75 on the button, and it folds to me. So about 
this player's three betting range. He three bets a reasonable amount. I would not be surprised. I can't remember ever seeing him three bet light, but he would definitely three bet uh, hands like I think tens here. Uh, I think he would definitely three bet maybe some hands like ace queen, perhaps. And I would not be at all surprised if he had a light three betting range. I just can't remember ever seeing him show down a hand in a three bet pot where he was light. Uh, but his frequencies suggest to me that it's definitely possible. And just with everything else I know about his game, I wouldn't be surprised to see him with something like 7-6 suited here. It would not surprise okay. me at all. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he never does that. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm, I guess like all of those sort of typical light three-betting hands, I'm discounting them, but not eliminating yeah, them. Yeah, but not... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good really good plan. And... Uh, this player started the hand with about 700. Okay. And just to, to recap for myself and the listeners, uh, is the straddle out and no you straddle. haven't covered? No I straddle? Covered. Uh-huh. So $15 of that money, he raised 75 and I have 25 invested. I'm out of position. Okay. So what are you, what are you, what are you thinking before I, I give you my, my take? I think this is like the borderline hand. Mm-hmm. Not folding ace queen suited. Obviously, not folding ace king. Probably doing a mix of four betting and calling with ace king. Ace ten suited. I'm pretty happy to get away from. So, ace jack suited is, in my mind, like a pretty borderline hand between calling and folding. Uh, given that I'm not sure this player's going to have that many bluffs, uh, I don't see much value in turning this hand into a bluff right now. My oh, thought yeah. was that yeah. I had a good price and that my opponent would play somewhat face-up post-flop and that I would be able to get this $50 investment back out of the pot. Yeah, I think it's just a little, little ambitious. Um, it's definitely very close. I would feel like this is a snap call once we get to like the 180 big line range. But I think that uh, at 140, it's a little bit dicey. Um, just realizing all of, you know, realizing enough equity with your with your exact hand. Again, I think ace-queen suited, very clear call. Ace-10 suited, clear fold. Um, and, you know, I wasn't there. But my gut is telling me that this is like close, but it's a fold. But any decision that's really, really close is never going to be a huge, you know, evening mistake. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the call because I assumed you call if we're talking about this hand. Uh, but I think based on all the information you gave me in the stack depth, I think this is a fold. Yeah, I, I also obviously think it's close. I called. I felt like I would be able to maneuver the hand fairly well which definitely played into the call. But, yeah, I obviously am not that confident about it. Uh, I think it is super borderline, so I, I wouldn't mind folding either. But I called, which makes it more interesting. So to recap, we have 165 in the pot and 625 in the stacks. 
Uh, I have Ace Jack of Hearts, and the flop is King of Hearts, Six of Hearts, Four. I, I didn't write down what suit the four was. It was not a heart. Okay. So I flopped the nut flush draw. So I decided to check. I don't see much of a point donking here. Mm-hmm. And villain bets a hundred dollars into one hundred sixty-five. Okay. So my thoughts are against this player as described. For you know, the given the starting stack, and I'm sure you're a fairly aggressive image. I think it would be unreasonable to think that he'll ever fold or do anything but just you know get all in with uh, a pair of kings or greater. Is that reasonable? Definitely. Yeah. So I think my plan with his hand is to just check call. Uh, you know, we're getting really good odds, uh, and I think have a ton of implied odds against this player. Uh, and we don't just need, I think, an ace to hit. Uh, sorry, I think we don't just need an ace, or, or sorry, we just don't need hearts to hit. Uh, an ace is going to be good a good percentage of the time as well. Uh, and, you know, a small amount of the time, I think a Jackson would be good. And I think my plan with this hand is going to be check call, check evaluate the turn, but likely go for a check shove depending on the sizing because if we think that he has bluffs and he's smart enough to know that this board is going to favor his range we get the max value from bluffs by allowing him to double barrel the turn if you think he's going to take a lot of his you know if he's the type of guy who's just always going to double barrel uh his bluffs on the turn or a lot of the time then i think check raising a lot of turn cards is going to be good for us as a bluff mm-hmm but, but definitely check on the flop. Get a little ahead of myself. I agree. And, oh, okay, I see. I was, so I, I was actually getting, I haven't thought that much about this hand since it happened, which was about a week ago. And I was looking through my notes and I got confused. And Anyway, that's that's sort of my plan as well, is to check evaluate on the turn. I, I think... I do think this player would potentially bet hands like queens, jacks, tens on the flop. Oh, for sure. I, th- I think for sure, yeah. And But I, I think he would check those back on the turn, and I would have a pretty good bluffing spot on the river if I miss uh, against those hands. So for, for, yeah, those, I think, for people yeah. who are maybe listening to this and thinking, like, I can get him to fold those hands very easily if I, you know raise now I think that I'm going to have a much lower variance way of getting those hands to fold um, it's also just going to be more profitable you know this allows you to realize your equity when you're against his hands that he's never going to fold and likely get those hands to fold at the same frequency so yeah I mean if I if I get the money in now I'll also realize my equity uh, but it'll just be a much higher variance way to realize that equity Anyway, yeah, well, for example, I think, I think, but not exactly, just because I think if, if on the turn you check and he, like, shoves, then, and it's on the blank, then we could fold, you know? Right, but we'll be folding away equity. It will, I, I'm yeah, not saying it won't be correct, but... Yeah. Like, if we, if we I, force I, the issue now, and let's mm-hmm. say it just went ahead and jammed here... Yeah. 
Like if we get called, we're gonna we'll realize our equity, which of which we have a good amount. Uh, yeah, that's totally true. I think he might he might potentially hero you with a pair worse than kings if you just check shove. Where I think if it goes check check on the turn and you make a pretty big bet on the river, I think he's inclined to fold his hands. Yeah. And so realize, realize realize equity was the wrong word. I just meant make have higher expected value. Yeah, no, I agree. So I do I do call one hundred. The turn is an offsuit deuce. I misread my notes. I thought this was a ten, an offsuit ten, which I think makes it a much easier check shove. Uh, yeah, offsuit ten against most sizings is I think a very clear check shove. Yeah. So I think there's some kind of small percentage chance of the time that on the turn, uh, given given it's a deuce, he might be inclined to bet queens, maybe jacks, and then I think he's not going to call it off every time, but I think you know a fair amount of the time, maybe not the majority of the time, but definitely a fair amount of the time, he'll call it off with those hands if you check shove, given how favorable of a turn card it was for his range. So this turn card definitely... I'm definitely going to keep the sizing in mind, plus any physical or verbal tells uh, after after you check. So what what happened before we can evaluate to do against his exact exact uh, action? This player tends to be fairly balanced in terms of his timing. Uh, okay. He, he doesn't ever do anything immediately other than, I guess, occasionally check in like a multi-way pot. But he bet 200 which I don't read that much from that sizing. That's pretty much what I would expect. And so to reiterate, that's 200 into 365, and there is 325 remaining in the stacks. Yeah, I think uh, I think I like check shoving. I, if, if he bets like 300 or greater, I don't mind folding. But I think 200 is a sizing where he could conceivably have hands he's going to fold. Might not be very much, but given how much equity you have, uh, he doesn't need to fold that much uh, of the time for this to be a profitable check shove. So I think I think we're going to go with the plan and, and check rip it. Mm-hmm. I like that, but I don't know. I don't love it because I don't think we're getting many of the folds we want. Like. I don't think he's ever folding a king. And no, I don't. I don't ever try to get a king to fold. Yeah. Well, so you 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 sort of made the assumption that he would continue with hands like queens and jacks. I actually I actually don't think that's true. I don't think he would bet queens or jacks again on the street. I definitely think he would pot control. So okay. If you if if you could be if you could feel that strongly about it, well then. Then I guess we just call and hope to hit. The pro- just the problem with that is if we, if he could conceivably be double barreling, which so far that's the information you that that's the information I'm working with, then I think we'll have a much better time getting those hands to fold now that I'm, well actually now that I'm kind of thinking through it, I guess we just are going to shove almost any river is how we're, we're going to do it. We'll shove we'll shove when a heart hits to get value. From, you know, king a pair of kings plus, and maybe occasionally jacks or queens, but unlikely to get value from those hands. And then we'll just shove, we'll shove a blank uh, when we don't improve, 
and then just hope that, and then the small percent of the time he has like a bad one pair hand that he three bet bluffed with, he'll fold that hand. So actually kind of thinking through it, especially if he's never going to have queens or jacks here, uh, then yeah, I like, I like check calling and, you know, shoving the river if we think he has an appropriate amount, uh, or not appropriate, but some amount of uh, light three bets, or just check folding the river if we miss. I think that's interesting. I did decide to call, but let me introduce another thing in the equation. Cool. I took a long time to make this decision. I really was not sure what to do, and I did not act quickly. I, I took about as long as I've ever taken to make a decision in this game, which is not that long. I'm not a big tanker, but I probably took close to like 50 or 60 seconds to make this decision. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. That's still just like so much less time than most people. <laughs> yeah. So I, I eventually decided to call. And so I call 200. There's 325 behind. There's... 765 in the middle and the river is an offsuit four so the final board is king of hearts six of hearts four deuce four yeah so if you were to have queens or jacks this is like the worst run out we're trying to get those to fold but we're taking those hands out of his out of his range now um so hmm I mean well, let me, give you, so now, let me give you some of the things yeah. I thought about in my tank that okay. got me to call. I thought that if he was bluffing, there was some chance he would give up on the river. Mm-hmm. Which, which made me decide to call, thinking that very occasionally my ace head would be good. Uh, and I spent a lot of time thinking about whether I would check or bet on a heart. And I didn't really decide, but I just decided that calling was probably the best thing to do at this point. Uh-huh. I had sort of tanked myself, I think, out of jamming and decided just to call, and I'll see what happens when the, when the board comes, and then I'll make my decision. Yeah, I think if a heart came, you definitely should be betting. But... Um... Heart didn't come. I mean, so let's let's look at the pot and, and really think about so we know kind of exactly what numbers we're working with in terms of if we're going to bluff, what percent of the time is need to fold for it to be profitable. Um, so now the pot is seven hundred sixty-five dollars. Um, he started the hand with seven hundred, so he has three hundred twenty-five remaining. So, okay, so he has basically half pot left. Mm-hmm. So. Less, but yeah, less than half pot. Yeah, a little, a little bit less. So the question is now. Uh, oh yeah, seven sixty-five. Yeah, so a little bit less. So the question is now. Of his bluffs, how many of those hands do you think are pairs? You know, you said seven six could be in his range. Like, do you think he would pot control that hand, maybe, or would he just kind of? I don't know. Yeah, I think a hand like 7-6, I would not be surprised if he checked that on the flop. Uh, yeah. I could see him having hands like ace-queen here. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, ace-queen seems like a, of his bluffs, a likely double-barreling candidate. Yeah. So, 
you know, there's definitely, like, some concern about, like, sometimes when he gives up, he will still have the best hand, which is what, what you're getting at. I don't, I mean, I don't think he has that many pairs, because I think he's checking some of his sixes either on the flop or the turn. I think he thinks I, like, am a little sticky. I haven't done anything, like, unreasonable, but I've, I've definitely hero called in this game a good amount and been right, like, a good amount. Uh, and so I think he would be a little reluctant to just try and push me off a hand when he has some showdown value like that. I, I think it's possible. I think five, six, okay. six, six are possible. But, but yeah, but I, I see what you're saying. So you're, you're painting a picture where he has ace-queen sometimes, you know... Like, do you think he's three-betting all of his ace-queen combos? Probably, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this is... I don't know, this is kind of like a... a lot of uncertainty about his three-bet range, so I guess I'm trying to proceed against a range that might be pretty strong and might have some bluffs, but I I doubt it would be a huge amount of bluffs. Yeah. Well, my, my gut's telling me now it's probably just a check fold, but to really figure this out, we would just need to, to think, okay, if we if we shove here, uh, we're going to be bluffing a little bit less than half the pot. Um, so that would have to work, you know, probably around 29, 30% of the time. I guess is, are we thinking 29, 30% of the time, does he have ace-queen or a, another pair as a bluff that's going to fold? And based on what you're saying, that seems a little ambitious. So I think it's just a check fold. I mean, we could play around with what his range looks like such that it becomes like a break-even, slightly profitable shove. But I would imagine that like at best it'll be very slightly profitable, and there's a good chance it'll just be like pretty minus EV. So I think I like a check fold then. But yeah, sorry to go back and forth. This is this is surprisingly tricky hand. Yeah, it's I found it tricky. I did decide to check fold, except I didn't get an opportunity to fold. I checked. Did he check back? Uh-huh. And he made what I th- what I think is a huge mistake, and he ended up checking back ace-king. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think he was just... I think he res- respects me a lot as a player, and kind of felt like the pot was big enough and was a little uncomfortable and just decided to check it. Yeah, that seems like something I see happen all the time, where it's like he knows his hand's probably good, but just, you know, kind of thinking, like, pot's big, I'm against a tough player, I only have one pair, and kind of thinking about it at that level, as opposed to, you yeah. know... And he's, yeah, and he's a logical guy. I'm sure he, like, I guess just figured that I wasn't going to call with anything worse, and that was his reasoning... Uh, and I think, like, the, the subtext I gave before is maybe a little bit more under the hood. Um, but, yeah, I just don't think... I think I almost never am, have a better hand. I guess, like, I can't, maybe I'll have, like, one combo of aces that I decided to play this way. What about your What about your sets? Your quads? I, I'm, I would raise those. Because yeah, I wouldn't expect that's to, what I think too. Yeah, I yeah. expect him to ever or to believe me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, you're probably playing king queen suited this way. 
Yeah, I, I think I would probably. That's like the that's that's the exact the exact hand, and that's the only hand that you would pay off that hand on the river with, right? Yeah, uh, but I, I think from his perspective, like, I could I could have queens. Maybe I get stubborn with queens. I don't know, but I I think I'm just so rarely so rarely is beat that it's worth just like putting it in. Uh, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. So I think I think the best line here might have actually been check call. I don't know though. Maybe two things. Yeah. No, I think. I mean, honestly, I, yeah. It it depends on you know how much he's bluffing, but he doesn't need to be bluffing that much. Where like I've definitely played with player types that like would check back ace king on this board, but kind of like you know especially against a player. Maybe this happened. This happens. I think a little bit more to me than yourself, but like. I think players that don't normally three bet light, and they do so against someone that might be perceived as like pushing them around a little bit, like usually just kind of like, you know, if they're if they're double barreling the turn, they're not giving up on the river ever, you know. So, given that he's never he's never shoving ace king, then like I guess he's only shoving like his combos of aces and, and like and. Yeah, and sets of kings. So that's a very that's there, a very thin range. Kings on the flop. Exactly. Yeah. So like, then yeah, I think the river is a check call. But that yeah. would be a terrible play without this knowledge. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be yeah, fair. it'd be it'd be it'd be thin, but it would be the correct play in retrospect, which you know. Is interesting. There's there's merit to you know talking about like what we would do, knowing information while also keeping in mind that like we can't retroactively go back and know that during the hand. All right. Cool. Thank you for yeah. Your input. Nice, nice hand, man. It definitely uh, threw me for a loop. Should have folded preflop. <laughs> you should have folded pre preflop. That's okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't this know. Is... Yeah. I mean, like, another factor is that, like, over, like, one limper uh, from late middle position, I, I guess I would have been, I mean, I was either the low jack or the high jack, like, ace jack suited is, like, somewhat high up in my range. Uh, oh, it definitely, it definitely is, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a question of playability, of course, but, yeah, you know, I always have that to fall back on if I can't get to sleep tonight. Uh, yeah, again, how I'm like, fold it. There's also, like, you're in this home game where you want to stay invited to. Like, I think there's also merit to, uh, you know, when close kind of calling. Because even though it increases variance, which isn't ideal, it probably increases your chance of staying in that game. <laughs> Ironically, there was like, not a seat for me the following week. Oh. But that's that's not why. Uh, they, yeah. They like me. Good. Okay. Uh, well, keep keep kicking ass there, Jack. I'll try yeah, to do my best to, to do it in Vegas. Until next time. All right, man. That's it. Okay. Bye. Bye.